Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You like true crime. You're here, right? We are listening to this amazing true crime podcast. It's two sisters called Killer Queens. They talk everything true crime. They are so funny. They're so engaging. They're related. We're not. But you won't hold that against us, will you? Thank you. They have a 90s vibe, which takes me back. That's right. And they keep it true crimey, but they also keep it a little bit light. Yeah. It's not too intense. So you want to hear a promo? I do. Well, you're going to, right? (gasps) Now, so make sure you subscribe to Killer Queens. Hey, Ghost Town listeners. This is Torella and Tori from Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. We already know three things about you. One, you love true crime. You like to laugh. And you have excellent taste in podcasts. And we would love for you to check out our show, We're sisters who have been fascinated with true crime since we were in high school, watching marathons of Snapped, Cold Case Files, and American Justice with our dad. We also infuse our love of the 90s, the best decade if you ask us, and obscure movie and TV quotes into the cases we cover. Our listeners say that it feels just like talking about a case with your best friends. It's light, sassy, fun, but always respectful. Oh, and also we hate Casey Anthony so much. So if you need like a regular time to vent about the garbage person that is Casey Anthony, you will fit right in with us. So if you like a lighter take on your true crime discussions with some witty banter, some Southern accents mixed in, find Killer Queens wherever you listen to podcasts. Lilas, which if you aren't a 90s kid just means love you like a sister. Bye. Bye. It's raining ghosts. Hallelujah. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. early 80s, Donald Decker was known as Rain Man to Stroud Area Regional Police, who say Decker could make it rain. 
Detective Richard Wolpert was on the case back then and says he still can't explain it. Water traveling, flying around the room horizontally. The case grabbed national attention and Decker's story appeared on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries years later. This is Decker being interviewed and Detective Wolbert. Wolbert says the call back in the 80s started off as an investigation into a plumbing problem at a home in Strasbourg where Decker was staying at the time. I mean, it definitely wasn't a plumbing problem. Um, it was just uh, appearing and then flying around the room. And I was still wearing glasses at the time and I was getting struck in the face with it. So it was really strange. Walbert says it's a case. To this day, he has no explanation for. There was something going on in the house, and I really don't, you know, I don't know what it was. On February 24th in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, James Kishaw, the 63-year-old grandfather of Don Decker, died. Very sad. While others mourn, Don Decker, then 21, was relieved because his grandfather was physically abusing him since he was seven years old. Very sad. Very sad. But out of this sadness comes one of the most fascinating ghost possession stories that I think I've ever witnessed. And I was first drawn to it. Paranormal Witness, which is one of my favorite shows, haunted shows on sci-fi that recounts any kind of haunted investigation and they do great reenactment. They're like, they are top of the line ghost show. So I'm just saying that, but they do a great episode on the rain man as he's called, as you'll find out soon enough, but it is so scary and yet unexplained. Don Decker was serving a four to 10 month sentence for receiving stolen property at the time of Keisha's death. He was granted a three day leave to attend and spend some time with his family. After his grandfather passed, he took that opportunity went to the funeral. And after the funeral, Don Decker decided to not stay with his parents, instead choosing to stay with Bob and Jeannie Kiefer, who were friends of the family. He had been arguing with his parents. He didn't really like the way that they treated his grandfather's memory. He had a very different take on what happened. And again, he had been a survivor of abuse. So that caused a natural rift in the family dynamic. Later that night, after getting to Bob and Jeannie Kiefer's house, uh, he began to feel strange. He felt chills. His temperature was fluctuating. And then Don Decker fell into a trance-like state. The Kiefer's confused suddenly noticed water dripping from the living room ceiling and walls. The Kiefer's called Ron Van Wy, their landlord, great name, to figure out what was up with their pipes or what was happening. When Ron arrived, he was just as confused. There was no water pipes in the area where the leak was occurring. In fact, the leaks became worse and started coming up through the floors as well as the ceiling and the walls. The water moved the way water should not move, unnaturally dripping up from the floor and moving sideways. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Ron called his wife, Romaine, and the police. The next day, officers John Bojan and Richard Walbert visited the Kiefer's apartment and were absolutely shocked by the amount of water in the apartment. They were even more shocked that the water was moving again, constantly and consistently in insanely bizarre patterns. The way that water should not move people, I'm not a scientist, but that is the truth. A quote from one of the officers, I literally had a chill going up my spine, made the hair stand up on your neck. That's how I felt. This was a situation where things were happening that I never ever dreamed could possibly happen. And there was no way of explaining what was going on, said Ron Van Wy, the landlord. After watching it for a while, I discovered that it wasn't only coming from the ceiling down. It could come from the wall over from the floor up. There was no basic direction it was coming from. It would come from anywhere. Also interesting to know that the rain 
was only in the living room. The rest of the rooms were completely dry. Nothing was happening in them. Business as usual. The officers left to file a report with the police chief while Don and the Kiefers went across the street to a local pizzeria. Ron and Romaine stayed behind to supervise or keep watch or something. Right after the rest of the people left, the rain and mist completely disappeared in the Kiefer's apartment. And this was, again, about a day or so after the funeral. The Kiefer's and Don arrived at the restaurant, which was owned by a woman named Pam Scrofano. She had also visited the home earlier and witnessed the rain firsthand. Small town, I guess everyone was popping by to see what was happening. She was convinced that the devil was responsible and that it was working through Don. When she said this, to him, rain started falling in the restaurant. Pam gave Don a crucifix. Apparently, she was a religious woman, had one on standby in the pizzeria, and when he took it, it started to burn his hand. Her advice, immediately contact the church to perform an exorcism. When Don and the Kiefer's left, the rain in the restaurant just stopped. Back at the Kiefer home, Romaine confronted Don about somehow purposefully causing all of the problems. When she did this, pots and pans started moving and Don levitated off the ground. Then he was thrown violently across the kitchen. A few hours later, the officers returned with their chief, who was very skeptical, very straight-laced. He was not into ghost bullshit. He seemed convinced all this was a plumbing problem and not at all supernatural. He ordered the officers to leave, not come back, and to not file a report. The next day, against their chief's orders, three officers returned to the home to try to figure out what was actually going on. One gave Don a crucifix, which again burned his hands. After that, the rain appeared and he was thrown across the room again. The officers then noticed three claw marks on his neck with blood coming from them. Finally, on the third night, Ron convinced an evangelical preacher to come and attempt an exorcism. Other priests and ministers had turned him down. The whole thing just sounded way too crazy or they were in over their heads, something, who knows. But when this preacher began to pray, Don began to convulse violently. Those present seemed to notice a different feeling in the home. At the end of the prayer, the rain stopped and never appeared in the Kiefer home again. So on that note, why don't we stop the rain for just a second and we'll come back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
Are you a true crime junkie? Do you like spooky murder stories? Or are you a weirdo that's into real life mysteries? Let's be real. Odds are, if you're listening to us right now, you're at least one and probably all. And if you're like us, you'll very much dig Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale is the longest standing true crime podcast that combines 911 calls and interrogation audio to tell you real life stories that will chill you to the bone. Real talk, I was recommended Sword and Scale back in 2016 before we even started Ghost Town. I was forever a fan. After I subscribed to Sword and Scale, I never went back. It practically invented a podcast genre back in 2014, years before other true crime podcasts became popular. Sword and Scale's hosting creator Mike Boudet expertly narrates each shocking episode to fully immerse listeners into a carefully crafted real-life story that proves that the worst monsters are real. Some of my favorite episodes are episode 121, where Neil Entwistle and his family mysteriously disappeared, and episode 107, The Case of Kevin Ray Underwood, I won't spoil them for you. Just give Sword and Scale a listen for yourself. Sword and Scale is available bi-weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today and leave them a review. That's Sword and Scale, also available at swordandscale.com. Subscribe today and give it a listen. Sword and Scale, proving that the worst monsters are real. And we're back. We are back. How are you? This is a weekly check-in. Yes. Checking in. Check your heart rate. Check your temperature. Check everything around you. Don't check your scale. Don't the, check your that scale. That can ruin do your not. day. That is, that's a bad idea. That's a very – I don't endorse that. Don't do that, but we hope no. you're doing well mm-hmm. and you can always reach out and just say hello hey. and we can say hello back and see mm-hmm. how you're doing and, you know, we, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and let's – you know, I don't want to get political, but hello to the mayors. Hello. Brandon Gaddis, mm-hmm. Chris Witt, that's right, Jeanette, Jeanette Link, Link, and Ben Forsyth in the house, and I, I've already messaged them. And you know, of course, hello to all yeah. our patrons. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had to purchase some new equipment that we're waiting on. So mm-hmm. it's you know from the generosity of the patrons. Thank you. But we will have some new merchandise. Which yes. You know, it's it, it, some people do it a lot sooner. Uh, we're a little bit late on that because well, we feel we did pins for a while. We it's did pins. That took a that took a little mm-hmm. bit of time, but we are working with some designers mm-hmm. on a couple of t shirt mm-hmm. and whatever else we feel like putting them on. Yeah, but we also got some feedback from people. Got some um, feedback. That was really cool. Thank you guys for for that dialogue. I mean honestly, it would be great if you're like, here's what I want. And we're like, we'll give it to you. And that was it. How simple. So that should be out. I don't know if by the if you're listening to this, but it should be within the week that you're hearing our voices right now. Mm. And that should be out. And of course, uh, for the patrons, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be some kind of discount, of course. Of course. Easily. You're and then, not going to be a Patreon and not a VIP. And for... I will not remember Amir's names ever, though. So just remember that. I'm very good at it. Yeah, you're great at it. I'm, I'm terrible at it. And for the mayors, uh-huh. probably have some t-shirt coming your way. I'm very particular on t-shirt quality. So it's not going to be one of these 100% cotton thick no, don't even, garbage t-shirts. It's going to be... I don't want a boxy boy shirt. No. I want one that fits m- me and my life. It's going to be... St- something spun uh yeah, tri-blend um, it's gonna be comfortable because i am super particular about that yeah, jason and is wearing a tie-dye shirt right now i only wear a tie-dye shirt yeah i only wear the up. colors 
like blue, black, and gray. I, uh-huh. I dress like it's a uniform. There's usually no logos uh-huh. unless it's a band shirt. Uh-huh. But I like this Metallica shirt, this mm-hmm. kind of Injustice for All era shirt. But it's tie-dye, which I've never worn tie-dye in my life. But Yeah, it's a party guy today. For some reason now, it works. It's very zany. It's very zany. Like, we're all kind of going insane. So I figured when I would make shirts, I want to make it we want to make it interesting and mm-hmm. we want the quality to be there. So look out for that. Our website, Ghost Town Pod, is That's up and right. running. If you want to check it out, it's a great place to listen to episodes without having to go to different apps, even though, you know, listen, all the apps are great. They're great. We are not bad-mouthing an app. We no, we love, that. we love all an app. of them. And love an app. also... The Ghost Town Pod Facebook page right. is really ramping up. It's hopping. Tons of content. There are tons of people talking. I know you like Facebook, but it's like, I don't know. It, it's a, it's, that's where a lot of the communities are and that are talking about what we're interested in talking about. So it's facebook.com slash ghost town pod. There's also, we're also starting a little group in there for us to all chat and just talk shop. And you can find that within the Facebook group. Our TikTok is ghost town pod. That's right. I'm going to get a little tipsy perhaps the next couple of days and go on our Facebook group and just like chat it out. Yeah. I'm just going to like hash it out with some of you. We're going to talk about some very important things in my life and maybe in the haunted true crime community. Yeah, Who knows? And they just to be like eating marshmallows or whatever you're going to be doing. Yeah, over a campfire or, I don't know, a grill yeah. that I'm using while inebriated. That's too much information for you. How about we get back to the Rain Man? Where we last left off, he uh, was performed upon by a minister and then the rain stopped. So then Don went back to jail. But the rain didn't stop then. It just kind of transformed. So again, the Kiefer's apartment, clear. Great. Don went back to jail. In jail, the rain occurred again in his cell, as you can imagine, pissing off his cellmate. Two guards and a janitor also reported seeing the rain in his cell. This time again, though, was different. Somehow, according to reports, Don felt that he could control what was happening in the rain now that he was back in jail or that he had experienced it somehow or had some kind of hold over it. One guard jokingly told him to make it rain in the warden's office. Moments later, the then shift supervisor, Dave Keenhold, had a drop of water fly across the room and hit him in the chest. That's something. Jail Reverend William Blackburn was sent to his cell to meet with Don. The Reverend said that when he came over to Don, he smelled death and witnessed the rain appear when Don asked for it to rain. While it rained on him, the Reverend opened his Bible to say some words, and the Bible itself did not get wet. Like, there was a square around the Bible of no rain in this torrential downpour inside of the cell. The Reverend prayed and performed a ceremony on Don, and eventually the rain stopped. And here's a testimony from Blackburn. All of a sudden, his demeanor changed, and the smell came into the room. Nurses and doctors, medical people say when you walk into a room where someone is dying with a cancer or something, usually there's a smell. You can tell when you walk in the room. I smelled the smell like that multiplied five times at least. Evil, foreboding. He raised his hand and rubbed his fingers together. And all of a sudden it started to rain. It was like the devil's rain. It was a mist. I was in the presence of evil. I opened up the Bible and started to read to him. But the pages never got wet. So help me, it was a frightening thing. I think I was praying more for me than him. I prayed and it was only a brief period and the rain stopped. The rain has never occurred since, but Don and the various witnesses still don't have an explanation for it. Now, 
Then we get into the theories of what's happened. And since then, we haven't heard anything. Like he hasn't, you know, gotten out of jail and it rained or like this is kind of the canonical story of the Rain Man. Although in 2012, Don Decker was charged with arson, setting fire to Dana's restaurant and tavern in Toby Hanna, Pennsylvania, about 22 miles from Stroudsburg where all this happened. So he's still a criminal. Like he's still, which it does. He's a career criminal. He's a career criminal you know, 30 years later or whatever. I, I don't think that means anything in the story, but I do think it may mean his testimony is not like, may not be credible or as credible as you might think when you're trying to wrestle with the believability of the story. So I'm just putting that out there. That's the only update I could find. But a couple theories, hoax, obviously, right? Made up, whatever. New Zealand researcher Robert Bartholomew thinks it's completely a hoax. He wrote an article about Rain Boy for Skeptic Magazine. Now he's a rain man which he quoted in the Pocono record in 2013 saying, why didn't anyone videotape or photograph these events despite cameras and videotape being widely available? Our, well, I'll get to it. It's beyond belief that if these events were as dramatic as they claimed, no one snapped pictures. Why not phone the local TV station to record an event? All we are left with are eyewitness accounts from excited observers with a worldview that includes the reality of the devil. Makes sense. Again, I think this is something that we have a lot of of issues with with stories like this like why did they not? and granted it was 1983 like i don't think you know obviously people could take photos of something but it was a little bit less accessible than it is now same thing with testimony too i think it's kind of hard to get you know recorded evidence of it maybe prisons at the time had some like recorded things but it's really not not that great and and like he said too i think a lot of the people who did talk about this had a similar worldview um, and it's, it's people talking about something the way that people who want to hear it um, want it to be talked about. I think now the culture is, you know, video it, take a picture mm -hmm. and you could do that extremely quickly, but that's a pretty recent thing where like anybody could do that unless 10 plus years ago you were carrying around a camera mm -hmm. and you probably weren't where you're, you know, you're like, oh, I never know what I'm going to capture Mm -hmm. So talking about 1983 in 2020 vision is is really unfair, although you probably would want to document it. And mm -hmm. something like – it's not like, oh, we saw a vision of mm -hmm. something. It's just rain or water. It, it's not a very strange thing in itself, water. Mm -hmm. But the situation is obviously strange. And, of course, the skeptic in me feels the same way. Mm-hmm. But also, it doesn't seem like this guy was like, oh, I'm trying to write a book and make a movie. And Yeah, he wasn't like capitalizing on it. In fact, like who we don't even know. Like there's no real record. Um, Bartholomew also suggests that trance states could have been triggered by extreme stress or mental illness. The Pocono Record article also states, a report by the Manufactured Housing Research Alliance says Pennsylvania is at moderate to high risk for winter moisture problems, with one of the most severe events being ice damming. This is caused by warm air entering the attic that melts snow on the outer surface of a roof, resulting in the accumulation of ice under which pools of water form and leak. So then we have trance state and then moving into the other theory, these, these ice dams. Some think the incident in the Kiefer home may be the result of ice damming on the attic or roof, which I've never, I grew up in Wisconsin as I remind everyone constantly. We don't have, I don't, I never heard about this till right now doing research on it. So I don't know how frequent or common that is. I, I get that melted ice maybe entered the home and I get like 
feeling like things are crazy when your apartment, your home is leaking or damaged somehow. But also, even then, like you're in a rented apartment. This is this is where it kind of falls apart for me because I want I want to believe. I think this is fantastic. I eat it up. But like you're a renter in an apartment. Your apartment is being damaged. Your landlord's on the way, right? But I'm always worried as a former renter, like, am I going to have to pay for this shit? You know, like, so why wouldn't you take pictures at that point? That's where I'm like, can we see some pictures of, like, water damage or no? So I don't know. If and that would be easy to, I mean, getting water damage. You know, mm-hmm. if this was maybe the de- the desert, you know, your New Mexico or Arizona, but Pennsylvania in general is mm-hmm. is a pretty it's a it's a big state. It could be very very green. It could you know it could get be very wet and and it rains a lot. Yeah. And and you know I mean from uh, Wisconsin it's kind of probably somewhat similar. So it wouldn't be strange to even you can almost easily prove it even if it's a hoax. Yeah. In a sense, if you really wanted to. Yeah, I I think yeah that's where I kind of flag that. The third theory, of course, is that it is true. Don always believed this, and I, I couldn't find any quotes by him specifically, um, but through a, you know, a second party, he adamantly believes that it has something to do with his grandfather's abuse and his grandfather um, kind of haunting him, cursing him. You know, you think about the, the scratches on his neck. Um, doing something from beyond the grave to further torture him, which is very, very dark, obviously. Um, but also it's like, I mean, it is right after the funeral, but I've also never heard, I get things being thrown across the room. Like that's like kind of canonical ghost shit, but like a lot of rain, you'd think if you're torturing somebody to be like a little bit more harsh and then who harnesses the rain after being possessed by rain, I think that's what makes this unique. Is that it's mm-hmm. not you know, somebody. It's not like somebody pulled it out of a standard horror movie or ghost story. It's it's kind of odd and almost innocuous because it's just rain. Yeah, it's just rain. I mean that. Yeah, there, that that is an element of it that makes it pretty creepy and and eerie, and also just this like the image of like a twenty one year old criminal who suddenly has like rain all around him going in different directions. If, if it rained in my local pizzeria, I would never forget it. I wouldn't leave, though, because I'm not leaving that, that sweet pizza behind. Hell no. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.